Yay. Welcome, Nikki, to You've Got a Life to Love. I'm so Thank happy you that for you're here. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm excited. Um, we were just saying before I hit record how we've been in like various groups and circles with each other, but we've not been able to have this one-on-one -on -one conversation. So this is our first time doing that. And we're both really excited. <laughs> um, so Nikki is a wife, a mother, a daughter, a sister, and an entrepreneur. Yes. Yes. So what I would like from you today is start to tell us, oh, and she also lives this crazy, cool, adventurous life. You guys are always doing amazing things and traveling and it's inspiring to watch. So we will make sure that you have Nikki's Facebook and Instagram because you will be inspired following her life. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. But yeah, um, I think we're going to end up talking about that a little bit, but okay, like good. how we got there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So why don't you start with this idea of you, you ultimately have created this life that you love, that's unique to you and your family. Where did that journey begin for you? That's a great question. Um, okay. <laughs> so it's, so it's really interesting because there are parts of it that I felt like I've always known were going to be. So mm -hmm. I knew since I was in my like early twenties and took my first trip abroad that like, I was like, Oh, I like this. I like this <laughs> traveling. I like seeing new places. I like experiencing new foods and new activities and meeting new people and new cultures. And so from a very young age, I was like, okay, that's, that's in my blood. I know that's going to be a part of me. Um, but I think what happened was, and actually let me back up even further. So, um, for those of you who don't know me, my, I have a sister who passed away from cancer when she was just almost 16. And so, and I was almost 20. And so obviously that was devastating and she was sick for a couple of years. And so I learned through that experience, it was like, I understood that it is in so important to live this life to its fullest mm -hmm. because it is so precious and you just don't know what what's around the corner. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when she was dying, she, I asked her if she was afraid to die and she said she wasn't afraid to die, but she was sad. She wasn't going to get to live. Oh, wow. And so, and so it always stuck with, I made this promise to myself that I would live enough for the both of us. <laughs> so yeah. So like, that was like, that was in me, right? Like that, that's something that just lives in your soul. So yeah. I always had this piece of me that was like, so then when I was in my twenties, and I started traveling internationally for the first time, I was like, oh yeah, this, this is what I'm going to do. So I had these pieces in me from young, like, oh yeah, I love this, this kind of lifestyle, but life happens, Absolutely. right? Like, oh yeah. So you end up doing the things you're supposed to do. You go to college, you get mm -hmm. the career, you right. get the partner, you have the kids, you buy the house, like all of these things. And while I felt like I really knew what I wanted when I was in my late teens, early twenties, by the time I was in my mid thirties, I had no freaking clue. Oh, wow. So 
on paper, it looked like I had this beautiful life, like a, you know, a home and two beautiful daughters and a beautiful husband and all of these things. Mm -hmm. And inside I was like, I don't even know who I am anymore. I don't feel fulfilled. I feel not authentically joyful each day. I feel like something's missing. Like what is going on? Like I, and then on top of that, guilty for feeling that way. Right. I'm like, (laughs) because I know I'm blessed. I know I should be grateful, but I'm not feeling that. I'm Mm -hmm. feeling like something's missing. There's gotta be more. Is this it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was when my, my shift happened. That was when I was like, okay. So now I know from my experience with my sister, I know that I can't stay here because life is too short. Life is too precious. Yeah. And I know I have to live. I can't stay in this place where it looks okay on the outside, but on the inside, it's not, there's, there's a disconnect. Ah, That makes my heart pound. Like that's so powerful. And I think it's so relatable, especially when you turn into adults and you get into your thirties and your forties and you look around and you're like, this is supposed to be everything I've been told that I want or the ways I should be behaving. And it's not it. Something's amiss. Yeah. So then. Right. And go ahead. Well, you get to this point where you're like, you're like, okay, okay. Like did all the things. And then you're like, okay, where's the happiness? Where's the fulfillment? (laughs) Where's the, and then you're like, wait, Yeah. And then, and then it's this. And so what actually, so I I remember feeling that. And I remember feeling like, if I'm feeling like this, there has to be other women feeling like this. Mm -hmm. There has to be other women who did everything they were supposed to do. And Mm -hmm. now are looking at their lives and be like, is this it? And, and then I think what really sent it to the next like level of like, okay, I really have to do something is I started having issues with my husband. And like, you know, we're not connecting, he, you know, we're, and, and I remember this moment, he looked at me in the eyes and he's like, but Nick, what do you want? Like, what do you need? Mm-hmm. And I could, I didn't have an answer. Yep. I did not know how to answer that. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know, but not this. I think I find that regularly, like inside of my one-on-one coaching, when clients will come today and I will say, what do you need? And so many people don't even know. So I love that you're bringing that up to bring a normalcy to it. Like this is a common place to be. You don't have to stay there. There are tools. Exactly. (laughs) So I think, so what happened was I started diving back into, and I had done all this work in my like early twenties. Like I knew this stuff. And then, (laughs) like I said, like you just, life happens, right? You get so caught up in the doing that you forget about the being. Oh, I love that. And so I, I, I like dove back into all the inner work because I already know when you do the inner work, your external world changes. So I'm like, all right, if something, if I'm not feeling right, that's an inside job. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you the biggest thing for me was, and I find this with a lot of the women I work with too, and I'm sure you find the same thing. I think it's like an epidemic among women it's Mm self-love. I lost this because, you know, when you, when I got in a relationship with my husband and my kids and stuff, like I started pouring everything out and reserved nothing for me. Mm -hmm. And because I 
let all of that go. I am like, I will shout it from the rooftops that your relationship with yourself is the foundation for every other relationship in your life. And the way you treat yourself is the way that you will be treated in every other relationship. So because I, because I wasn't pouring into myself because I wasn't giving myself the love, support, attention, um, nurturing and nourishing that I needed, Mm -hmm. I lost myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that I love that you called it an epidemic of women. I hadn't thought about it in those terms, but you're right. And culturally we're taught this too. Like, uh, you know, you're supposed to sacrifice everything for your children. You're supposed to, you know, give your whole life to your husband so he can live his dreams. And this has been taught to women for generations. So it's no wonder that now we're like, something's missing. We don't always have the understanding or the courage to be like, no, I have to choose myself. So you have to put on your own. So I never saw that. Yeah. And I've never, I, I never saw it done. Right. Cause my mom came from, she, oh, yeah. she came from like off the boat Italian parents. It's not quite, they were first generation, but <laughs> I mean, but her Italian, yeah. only Italian speaking grandmother lived in the home with them. Like, so very traditional. So what I saw in my house growing up was a mom who tiptoed around my dad and did everything to make sure he was happy. And there were parts of our relationship that I knew I didn't want to repeat. Mm-hmm. the really obvious ones. And so the parts that I was aware of and intentional about, I got in my relationship with John, right? Like I wanted someone I really had fun with and a partner and someone who also liked to adventure and that we could be playful and that we really enjoyed each other, like yeah. all these things. And I got exactly that. Right. But okay. isn't it funny? What did I end up doing as soon as I got in a relationship? I started tiptoeing around him. Are you happy? Are you okay? Because that's what I saw modeled. And that's the only way I knew how to be in a relationship. Right. And it wasn't that he was asking for that because he's like, what do you need? What what do you like? And he's like, like, help me here. I, I, you know, and I just, it was just the way I was, I inherited that. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I have thought this too. Um, Like my marriage was super toxic and bad, but I look back and what am I responsible for? And I was so willing to give away these parts of myself and to walk Mm -hmm. on eggshells. I just thought like, oh, this must be the way of a good wife. I'm so willing to do it. Yeah. And until, right, until I got to this point where I'm like, I'm not happy. I, I, something's missing. There's gotta be more. And then my, you know, John and I are having issues and he's looking at me like, but yeah, but what, what is it? What do you need? What do you want? What, like how, and I'm like, I don't know. And, and then that, so that's when I dove into the, like all the self-love work and like, really like figuring out, okay, what, how do I find myself? Who am I even doing that? That's when I started hiring coaches to help pull it out of me because I feel like sometimes we get so far away. We cut that connection off, like sever it that we don't even know how to repair it. Yeah, you're right. And, and sometimes we need someone else who's been through it or, you know, who's already done the work and, mm-hmm. and knows how to take the steps to get there to show us, okay, here's how you can do it. Start. Here's how you do it to breathe okay. the belief back into you. You don't have to say like this. It doesn't have to be like this. And I will show you how to do it. Yeah. Amen. Oof, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> so 
when you got to this place, how did you pull it out? You hired coaches. So first started so simple because I think too, like when you're in it, like it's so easy for me to look back now and just be like, Oh yeah, I just started loving on myself. I mean, is it like, but when you're in it, you don't feel it right. You're like love on myself. Really? Like, I don't know who has time for that. I got kids. I got a job. I like, I don't have time to love on myself. So I started so small. Honestly, this is like so silly. It started by washing my face every night. It, that that's how it first started starting because I always told myself the story. I'm too tired. I'm too tired. I, after putting the beds, the kid, the beds, the kids to bed, I was exhausted and I would just want to like pass out and not do anything for myself. And so I made this commitment to myself. I am going to wash my face every night. And even if that means washing my face before I put the kids to bed, yeah, I'm going to start washing my face every night. And a really interesting thing happened. All of a sudden, my skin started getting better. Like I used to have really bad acne. My skin, and so I started out when I started washing my face. I hated looking in the mirror. And but when I started washing my face, now all of a sudden I noticed that in the morning when I would go to brush my teeth and look in the mirror, my old thoughts I noticed a shift. My old thoughts would be like, "Oh, oh my god, you got to cover that up. Oh my god, another pimple. How are you going to cover that up? You got to hide, you know, whatever." Like it was shrinking, hiding, not showing up. That was those were the thoughts and the feelings that I had first thing in the morning. Now all of a sudden I'm taking care of myself, and I look in the mirror first thing in the morning. I'm like, huh, "My skin looks really good today." Yes. And I always, I say this now, I didn't realize at the time, but it was like a little love note to myself every single night. You're worth it. Yeah. You matter. You're important. Mm-hmm. Look at you, look at you spending two minutes on yourself mm-hmm. and look at the difference it makes. Look at how you feel in the morning. Look at how good your skin looks in the morning. Mm-hmm. And that's, Knowing that was yourself, how it started. You value yourself enough to show up for yourself for those little two minutes, two minutes. And then it expanded. So then I started like, okay, um, if I can do that now, let me um, start a gratitude practice, right? Again, so trite. Everybody talks about gratitude, gratitude. And I, I used to like roll my eyes at it too, but I'm like, all right. But I, I know enough. I, um, I'm a hypnotherapist. And so I know enough about the way that the mind works and the subconscious mind and all this. And, and so I know that if whatever you focus on, you get more of. So I'm like, okay there's science behind this. I will try it. So again, like five things every morning, five things that I was grateful for. It might have taken me 90 seconds. Right. And that's again, how it started. So I did that for a couple of months and started seeing, feeling a little more joy, feeling a little bit more fulfillment, but nothing in my external world changed. Yeah. I changed. Mm-hmm. And then it expanded. And now if anybody does follow me on Instagram or they'll see, I do a morning routine almost every morning, but even when I don't end it, you know, it went from five minutes to 90 minutes now and back down to like 20, 30 minutes, but it's been this process that evolved. But what's consistent is that it's time for me to pour into myself. Yeah. And again, it's a love letter to myself. I'm worthy of this time. Mm-hmm. I'm valuable. I'm important. I deserve this time for myself. I deserve this time where I light a match and get all the beautiful sensory experiences of lighting a match and lighting a delicious smelling candle and getting to sit in peace and quiet and listen to 
the little whispers of my heart that come up during that time. Yeah. Yes. I started with gratitude journaling also. And I actually just finished a journal this morning and I was looking at it, holding my brand new journal and just like, look at what a different woman I am from the first page to the last page of that journal. Do you read through your journals? Do you go back I haven't. I didn't this morning, but I would like to. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same. I, I usually don't either, but I kind of want to go but there. There are a couple, um, not my more recent ones, but I remember another um, thing that like really left an impression on me. I read, I found an old journal, like in my um, night table and I read a, uh, an entry from right after I had my second daughter. And I just remember feeling so sad for that woman who was me years I ago. And I, I remember being like, oh my God, I want to hug you. I just want to wrap you up in my arms and tell you like, you're so much bigger and better and more worthy than, than you feel right now. Oh my gosh. I had that same experience. I have an old journal, um, from like early on in my marriage and I was reading through it and I was just like, I'm so sorry. And that had this whole interaction with myself from that long ago. It's like, I'm so sorry, but I can take care of you now. And yes. I mean, it was this whole beautiful experience, but it is really insightful. Um, Which is interesting. So I, it's, it's, it's so interesting how life happens, right? So I actually, I got certified in hypnotherapy um, when I was in college because my sister was dying of cancer and she was in a lot of pain. And so my mom and I got certified together to help my sister with breakthrough pain from oh. her cancer. And then I ended up because of that whole experience, I ended up getting certified as a child life specialist who assists, helps children in the hospital setting and their siblings like navigate the whole social and okay. emotional aspect of it. And so I got certified to help the kids in the hospital with their pain through procedures and all this stuff. And so I did it for a little bit and then totally did a 180, ended up in a hedge fund, you know, totally <laughs> opposite. Totally different. <laughs> and and now here I am that I've found myself again and I'm back to using hypnotherapy. And what made me think of this is that one of my favorite things to do, favorite techniques to do with hypnotherapy, because I find it so incredibly powerful, is inner child work, where yeah. we go back to those parts of us that didn't get what we needed in different relationships, whether it is like at a child or even, you know, maybe just 10, 15, 20 years ago, mm -hmm. and giving that part of us what we wished we would have gotten back then. Right. And it's so powerful to be able to do that today for yourself. Um, tell me more about how hypnotherapy works. It's not <laughs> anything that I've ever done, uh, but I know that it's, I know that this is a really successful tool and that it's a great way that you are impacting women and helping them. So what does it look like? You're not laying down on a couch, like old school. Psychotherapy. No, no, no. I feel like there's, I know it's like one of those things that is still like, people are like, what is it? What is it? How does it work? Are you in control of my mind? Am I going to yeah. act like a duck? <laughs> like, right. uh, so it's really not. So, um, and I don't know how much 
your audience knows about the way that the subconscious mind works, but basically the conscious mind is the part that we have control over, right? That's the part where we can direct our thoughts. Although most of us aren't usually consciously directing our thoughts. Usually our thoughts are just running wild out of control, spiraling on in their own directions. And we're not in control of our thoughts, but there's about 5% of our mind that is conscious and that we can control if we choose to. Isn't it crazy how small that percentage is? 95% of our entire lives is controlled by your subconscious. Insane. And the reason why is because, and if you think about it, it totally makes sense. There are thousands of pieces of stimuli like flying at us at any one moment, right? You have all these sights and sounds and smells and feelings and sensations, right? And so our brain has to process everything in the fraction of a second to keep us safe. Yeah. Right. So like if you're driving a car and you need to slam on the brake, you're taking in all these different um, pieces of stimuli, but you can react in a fraction of a second because your brain is processing that quickly. Right. So in order to be more efficient and save energy, if you do something several times, I don't know exactly the number, but a couple times in the same way, in the same order, whether it's a thought that you keep thinking over and over, whether it's a behavior you keep doing over and over, whether it's a reaction that you keep having over and over, your mind says, oh, this is a pattern. Let's just cement it into the, sub, like hardwire it into the subconscious so we, so we don't have to spend any energy on thinking about it anymore. And so it becomes automatic. We don't even, we don't think about it anymore. We don't really have control over it anymore. And so neuroscientists say that the neurons that fire together, wire together. Mm-hmm. So once you've done a series of actions or have a series of thoughts in the same way, a few times, those neurons begin to wire together, hardwire together. And it's, I always say, it's kind of like when you drop a marble at the top of a marble run and like, once you let go, it's, it's just going down. It's just like, doesn't... you don't have control over it anymore. Yeah. So that's what happens. So we have had on fortunately or unfortunately, all these things from childhood have been, and all over our lifetimes mm-hmm. have been programmed into our subconscious. And we keep acting those patterns out oftentimes unknowingly. And so subcon uh, hypnosis, it just enables you to get into the subconscious mind. So it's just, it's a natural state of consciousness. You are in this, it's in you're in a theta brainwave state, right? So they can measure the brainwaves and what your brain's doing in these different brainwave states. And in this state, adult kids are in it quite often, but adults are only in it a couple times a day. Like it's that kind of that dreamy state right before you fall asleep where you're like, kind of like, am I dreaming? Am I awake? What's yeah. happening here? You know, like, and then like first thing in the morning when you're like a little bit groggy before you right. fully wake up. So your brainwaves are very, um, uh, low frequency, but you're not asleep. Right. Okay. And that's when your conscious mind, you're not really thinking your conscious mind is kind of off doing its own thing. And your subconscious mind is at the forefront. Right. And so when you get into that brainwave frequency, you have the ability to reprogram things that now support the goals that you want to achieve. Fascinating. So it's not magic. It's not, um, you know, while people, some people, yes, have one session of hypnosis and like get over their habit or their fear or their, you know, have huge shifts in their mindset or the way they view things or the way they're showing up. Oftentimes it's a process like anything. Right. So you, 
you do the hypnotherapy. So it's, I mean, I do it over zoom most often, but you do. And then you can keep listening to the session over and over. And the same way that it got programmed into your subconscious, the original beliefs that no longer serve you. Mm-hmm. Now it's the same thing, some repetition to reprogram new beliefs or new behaviors or new patterns or new mm-hmm. programs that support you in your new goals. And what type of things are you doing to get your clients into that theta brainwave? So there's, you can use like um, biofeedback, neurofeedback, like all those kind of things. What we do in hypnotherapy, so you can do, and so it's just, it's like a guided meditation in the beginning and yeah. getting people to in that really relaxed state. Um, and then I use binaural beats. So recent, more recent research oh. has shown that binaural beats, um, 10 minutes of, I, I watch, I'm going to get it wrong, but I'll, I can <laughs> send you, I'll send you a link on YouTube and you can maybe share it in the okay. show. Yeah. Notes. I can put it in the show notes. Uh-huh. And so, but research, I, I want to say like a 240 Hertz carrier tone, tone over 60 Hertz or something like that. I don't know. I'm totally butchering this. Um, but I will send you the link so that the listeners can have it. And, and that's, so you listen to that for 10 minutes and it gets you into that theta brainwave state. And then that's when you can do it yourself. You don't need me, but like I said, sometimes it's nice to have somebody guide you through the process, but you can totally do self-hypnosis, right? Like you can get into that state and think about the new beliefs that you actually do want that will support you. Sometimes it's helpful to have somebody pull out the old beliefs so that you can get aware of actually what's going on. Because sometimes, you know, it's, it's like that whole, like, monster under the bed thing. Like it feels scary. Like you, you can't deal with it when you don't know, but if you just shine a light on it, Mm -hmm. you're like, Oh yeah, no, it's fine. There's nothing under there. Mm -hmm. Right. And so sometimes just like shining a light on what has been blocking you on your subconscious Mm -hmm. is enough to let it go, to release it. Right. And I think I would imagine it would be so helpful and powerful to have someone like you guide you through it, at least initially, and then you can continue your practice on your own because it you're always it's always easier for someone to see things in your life than what you can see in your life. Well, you can't see a lot of times you can't see your own blocks because it's just who you are. Right. Right. Like this what's programmed in your subconscious becomes your identity. It's just mm-hmm. who you are. So you don't a lot of times some things are obvious that we can change, but some things we're just like, oh, that's just who I am. And sometimes it's not necessarily, it's not who you are. It's just that you've been acting in this way since you were five, because this is the program that got programmed into your subconscious, but you don't have to be that way, Mm -hmm. right? You don't have to avoid hard conversations just because you learned that was the safest thing to do when you were a kid. And now that you're an adult, you're like, oh, it's just me. I'm just an avoider. No, you don't have to be. Mm -mm. You learn that. You learn that. And that's why... Like in when coaches like you and me, and we tell people like you can truly create your reality, you can create your life. And there are tools like this, like your hypnotherapy, you actually can rewire your brain to be helpful to help you reach your goals instead of sabotaging yourself in ways you weren't even aware of. Totally. Totally. But, and it all starts with any, and you need both sides, right? Like, like I said, it's not magic, right? So you need 
both sides. You need the conscious work Mm -hmm. and the conscious mindset work and all of that. And, and it's just so much more effective when you're like hitting it from all angles, right? Yeah. You just, the, the shifts are so much bigger and more powerful. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I think that's my biggest message, um, to, to women is if you, if you're feeling like there's more, if like that something's missing, if you're feeling unfulfilled, if you're feeling like you have, no matter what your external situation is, you have the power to change all of it. Absolutely. No matter what hand you've been dealt, mm-hmm. you still have the power to change it. Yes. Yes. And I, it's empowering. I hope people feel hope and empowerment from that. Cause it's true. Like you're, choices never out or choices always outweigh your situation you you can make different choices Mm -hmm. no matter how horrible your situation is or so it's it's interesting um someone so i i shared it we alluded to this in the beginning of the conversation um but so we we travel a lot right with our kids and everything and so we spent last summer in the south of france for the whole and it was freaking magic like exactly what you imagine it would be. It was. <laughs> and I say that not in a, like, I'm not in a braggy way. I say that because I've done so much work that I was able to enjoy every freaking moment of it and to recognize how beautiful and blessed and joyous and magical it really was in the moment. And I'm not shying away from talking about that at all no, because I- because I want everybody to know you can have the same thing, right? Like it's, and, and also you don't have to go to the South of France to have that, but that's just what we wanted to do. Um, but somebody, um, commented on my, my post, my share about like, how can you even do this? It's so traveling is so expensive or nowadays or like something, something like that. And so I could tell, right. The, I know where she is because I used to have that mindset of, oh, well, of course you can do it because you got lucky here or you, whatever, like making up some story about why it's, you might be able to have that, but it's not for me. Right. That's, that's too expensive. I couldn't do that. That's not who I am. Right. And it's funny. So I, I, I was thinking about this and I'm like, you know, luck or intention like in anything, in yeah. anything in life, is it luck or is it intention? And what I can say is I know without a shadow of a doubt that the lifestyle we live today, the, all the travel and the, the magnitude of our trips and the way we do it and the, where we go has evolved over time, but it is a hundred percent intention mm-hmm. because I traveled, the trips looked different the amount of money I spend on the trips was way different, but I traveled when I only had 90 euro a week. I lived abroad. I traveled all through college backpacking. I, right. So when I met John traveled the world on his motorcycle, living, you know, out of two side cases going from Germany to China and Colombia to the tip of Tierra del Fuego and Cape Town to Cairo to Paris, right? And so this is, it's who we are. And so whether we have the money or not, that's Mm -hmm. travel is what, and so we will, we will find a way to travel 
no matter where we are financially, right? And so it's interesting that you can you can say other people got lucky or you can find so many reasons why to think not me. That's okay for you or like good for you. You got that, but it's not possible for me. Right. And what I want to say is it's not, it's totally intention. If you want that, if you desire it, if you want, if you intend for that to happen, you will find a way. Yes. Feel like clapping, but I won't clap. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love this. Thank you so much. I think this will be so so inspiring and so um, helpful and empowering to woman after woman after woman. So for people listening that join me and knowing how amazing you are and are interested in your work, how can people work with you? Okay. So first thing is I have this really fun, exciting event coming up in New York city on Saturday, the 25th. And I'm the, the kind of end note speaker at the end, but I have access to complimentary tickets. Okay. So, um, and like I said, it's in New York city all day Saturday. Uh, so if anybody's is interested in that, just reach out to me on DMS on Instagram. Okay. So I am at Nikki dot beaten n i k k i dot b e d e n and i will send you the link for the complimentary tickets as long as it's not sold out by then and um otherwise i have my my group program coming up in april which is so powerful and has transformed and i can honestly say this every woman that has gone through the program mm-hmm. um but it's a step by step process over 10 weeks that shows women exactly how to find that authentic joy exactly how to uh find that empowering self love and find deep fulfillment and um it's just walking them through the steps to intentionally create a life that they freaking love like that we Absolutely. just said is all possible today. Like yep. this is the steps to get you there. Steps to get you there. This is the how. Mm, exactly. Oh, and because I, I think love. that's the biggest challenge. Like people are like, okay, I know I don't want this, but how do I even change it? Like yeah. it feels so big. It feels so heavy. There's just like every, you know, like I don't even, I can't even, I can't even see a way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's also part of the benefit of bringing someone outside in because you get so stuck in your tunnel vision that somebody from the outside can look and be like, Oh wait, but did you see this little secret door over here? Right. Wait, how always about this turn left? Here? Why don't we try right this time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love the group coaching experience. It's so powerful. I think to be in these to hire a great mentor, to be in a group coaching world with other women and just connecting and you're all learning and growing and feeding off of that energy. Oh, it's one of my favorite things. I think it's really life-changing. I agree. And I, I always like, I always come back to the fitness reference because I feel like everybody has some experience with that. But if I'm trying to really get you know, get fit. Like if I want to start working out, I'm going to get there 
more easily and faster if I hire a trainer to tell me exactly which exercises to do and what order and what foods to eat and not eat, because I'm not, a, I don't know. I've never done it before. Mm -hmm. So I want somebody to tell me the steps to take to get me there. Like, I know I want to look like that. So how do I get there? Exactly. And I, and I feel like that's what my program. And I know your programs are so incredible. That's what the programs do like, Oh, I've done this. I've been where you are and I've gotten to here mm -hmm. and here are the exact steps to get you there so much faster. Yes, that's exactly. I like to think of if someone wanted to cross a mountain and if you're standing at the bottom of the mountain and you know, you're going to get over it and you have the option of doing it on your own, you'll make it or you can, and you know, and it takes you weeks and you're hard and you don't, you get lost a couple of times or you can hire a guide who knows exactly how to get you over the mountain and you'll make it faster. You'll make it with more clarity and you'll get to exactly where you're going more efficiently. Yep. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you. This has been wonderful. Um, okay. They can come find you on Instagram at Nikki or just at Nikki Bedden. Uh, yep. And then my website is NikkiBeden.com. Beden. Sorry. I've been saying your That's name. Okay. Time. That it looks like Beden. Um, so, and everybody does that. Um, so, and on the website it's just a little more background or whatever. And then there are some links to one-on-one -on -one coaching, but, and I also do have a free Facebook group where we're having these kind of conversations daily mm -hmm. and helping women just even getting, getting more self-aware of, Oh, okay is this something I like? Is this something I want to change? Like yeah. being more aware of the thought processes that we're having and the behaviors and how we're showing up. And the first step to all of it is self-awareness. Yeah, true. So, so I have a free Facebook group, um, which you can also, if you connect with me on Instagram, I will direct you there. Um, we can also put it all in the show notes too, for anyone, but I, anybody is welcome. Any woman is welcome in my, it's women only, sorry guys, um, <laughs> in my free Facebook group. And then, um, yeah, the website has some one-on-one -on -one options, but through the Facebook group and on Instagram, I'm always talking about new quick, short programs, one-on-one -on -one group stuff that I'm always throwing out new ideas. Yeah. And if it resonates, I, I love to have, you know, anyone is welcome. Well, thank you. We will put this all in the show notes because you are out here, um, changing lives and helping women, showing women how to really create lives they love. And that's yes. something I'm really passionate about and something that I love that this podcast has taken this organic turn to where now I'm interviewing women that have created lives they love and they get to look like whatever you want it to look like. Yep. Um, and there's so much freedom and joy and adventure in that. Like whatever you want, you can create. So find, partner with us, find the right coach. We'll get you there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's how we met. I forget. Like we met inside of a group coaching container. Yep. Um, and so you make friends, you make, um, colleagues and it's just, I can't wait for people to go look you up and see your work and the wonderful adventurous life that you've created for yourself and your family. It's really awesome. Thank you so much, Sarah. This has been such a pleasure. Yay. Good. Thank you for being here. And I never know how to end these things, but I always tell my listeners, I believe in you go be bold and courageous today. And go find Nikki. She's wonderful. <laughs>
Thank you. You're welcome. Bye guys.